Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. Well, flip sides right now, uh, CJ Stroud, I think he's proven to be and, and look Bryce Young. It's, it's early. It's early on in their career. It's halfway through their rookie year of their NFL season. But, man, he looks like he's quarterback number one. He's been a lot of fun. He doesn't turn the ball over. He has one interception on the year. Not only is he in the rookie of the year conversation, as I mentioned before, people have him in the MVP conversation. And uh, he's playing lights out as a rookie right now. And um, he his similarity is, you know, he he had that comparison when he was asked um, his senior year at Ohio State. He looked up to Joe Burrow, how Joe Burrow plays the game. And some of their similarity, similarities are he gets rid of the ball really quickly. Um, what do you think about CJ so far this season and how does the defense get pressure on him? Because under pressure, CJ isn't that great. Smart player. Um, I think the Burrow comp does stand a bit. I mean, he pretty careful with the ball, quick release, um, usually makes the right decision. Maybe not that A-plus arm level that some guys have, and, but I wouldn't hold that against him. I think he's a really good quarterback, and he's only going to get better. I mean, this is his rookie year, and honestly, right now, he's playing better than Burrow did his rookie year, so give him some credit there. I don't think he's currently better than Burrow. I think people will get mad and start – I know how some fans could get, but I think Burrow's currently better. Burrow, top five, top three type guy. CJ Stroud, not there just yet, but I think as a rookie, he's been really good. I don't want to discredit that. Only one pick that came against the Saints um, in, you know, it, you look across, there's a couple no touchdown games. Touchdowns are usually hard for rookie quarterbacks, but obviously he has that five touchdown game last week. He's got a couple zeros and a one in there, but he's not turning the ball over, making negative plays. He's mostly creating positive plays, and he took some sacks early on, uh, 11 sacks in the first two games, but since then, seven sacks over the past six games, and some of that's quarterback-related and some of that's offensive line-related. So I think it'll be big to see which there's so many. I mean, it looks like Laramie Tunsil will play. Did not practice. Yeah, I think he's going to play. He practiced. Yeah. Yep. That's huge. I mean, for one, the the Bengals don't move Trey Hendrickson. So if Laramie Tunsil plays, it's Trey versus Tunsil the entire game. They're they're not going to switch that around or anything. And I think Tunsil top three left tackle in the league. One hundred percent. Yeah. So that'll be tough. Uh, not that I'm counting Trey out. I think he's that he can win those matchups. We've seen it. But um, that's a tough one. And it looks like Titus Howard went from limited to full. Would fully expect him to play. George Fant limited to full. Fully expect him to play. So this Texans offensive line is going to be fairly healthy, even though it's not the same unit that they planned on rolling out there week one. They've been playing a little better. 
especially it seems in well the last three weeks you know like i think they're playing a little better than they did before and uh Bengals are getting good production from the bj hill sam hubbard combo i think that could be big in this one but sam hubbard's probably out so yeah. who steps into that spot you know, I think Who's the penetrator in this, yeah, in this text on, I think the penetrators are more important, which is BJ Hill, not to say Sam Hubbard isn't important. Can Cam Sample do the same things at a lower level than Sam Hubbard? Because I'm expecting him to start. And then I think Murphy will be the third guy. And then Osai, maybe they give him a full like 50 50 split, like they've kind of been doing, but I kind of think it'll be Murphy as a third and uh, coming in whenever Trey needs a rest. Then again, I wouldn't expect Murphy to do much against Laramie Tunsil. I, I would not really attack that matchup too much in this game. Um, I would try to run maybe some stunts on that side of the offensive line, maybe work on Titus Howard and the center a little bit. We'll see. I think DJ Reader could be big in this one because I think he has a, a mismatch on paper. And the right side of this offensive line, you know, it's a guy off the street and George Fant. And then, well, the right guard, Shaq Mason's good. So I'm not, I think he's, a good player. I think George Fant, guy off the street, he's playing an okay level, but at the same time, that's probably right, right tackle center, probably your two weaker points of this offensive line. Just stinks for this to be a, to be a game that Sam Hubbard misses. Yeah, it's something to monitor um, with him being out both days. He did have his ankle taped. He wasn't in a boot when he was in the locker room today, but he would have to, I mean, look, they could go limited in play, but you would have to see something out of him on Friday's practice. If he's out on Friday, he's not playing. I mean, I would feel like he's not playing. Um, you know, it's just something to monitor with, with Sam Hubbard because he wasn't out there for uh, the time being when the media was out there Wednesday and Thursday. But ankles wrapped. We'll see. These guys are really tough on the defensive line. But um, what if it's a Miles Murphy breakout game after you wrote that article? It would certainly be awesome. Get him against the right tackle. I want to see something. You know, <laughs> I want to see yeah. if he can do it. DJ Re- DJ Reader revenge game. That's true. I didn't think about that. Uh, did, I don't think he played in the last matchup. Like, what? They played in 2020? Yeah, yeah, they played, and that was a Brandon Allen. Uh, you know, he, he was throwing heaters. <laughs> that was my favorite game to watch. That Sean Watson, that was, a, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. He had a near-perfect passer rating. He was just throwing just heat checks to A.J. Green and T. Higgins in that game. It was great. Um, but I don't think D.J. played in that game because he missed a lot of that year. And I think that was after, I think he went out pretty early, like the Browns game in week two, and then he was just gone the rest of the season. So it is a revenge game, and I don't think he's gotten to play against this team since they chose to let him go. Yeah, and kind of moving on from, you know, the defensive line, when you think about this team, look, CJ's been a lot of fun, but it really feels like they can't run the ball. And that's a bonus for Lou and his defense because they've struggled to stop the run. Uh, but I'm not counting, you know, most recent games, but just overall, you know, the, the whole body of work so far this season is if you can't get a run game, I feel like that is good news for Lou and this unit. Um, what do you think about that matchup and what do you expect them to do in the running back position? Very stout run defense. I expect them to hold up in this one. And look, it looks like Damian Pierce is going to miss again to did not practices. So it'll just be Devin Singletary and, their emergency kicker, Daria Gunbawale, and whoever else out there for them. Um, I'm I'm expecting the Bengals' defense to hold strong in that department. And then if you can put rookie quarterbacks behind the sticks, you know that's a that's a recipe for a good game. But they have to be able to do it. And maybe the Texans will throw more often than um, we may be anticipating, just because they know that this is a mismatch in terms of the run defense versus um, their run game. Uh, we'll see. 
I Sam Howard's a great run stopper though. So mm-hmm. if Cam Sample and maybe and Miles Murphy don't give that same juice in the run game, that'll be tough. I think Cam Sample's shown some good stuff in the run game, and I think Murphy has as well. And I'm expecting them to at least look solid over there. I don't expect them to get smoked or be a big reason why the Texans are able to run the ball down the Bengals' throat. I think that that's the main advantage the Bengals have on this side of the ball is their run defense against the Texans' run game. I mean, it's a it's a pretty poor run game, and it's a pretty good run defense unit. All right, when you think about the wide receivers in the cornerback room, CTB has just been so much fun this year. Um, people want to put him in the conversation as an old pro. I saw on Good Morning Football they're giving DJ Turner credit, which we love to see. And I know what happened against Stephon Diggs, but look, he's played really well his rookie year so far. He's getting the start out there at the cornerback position. What do you think overall with the secondary and their wide receiver group? It uh, looks like Nico Collins will miss this game. He's been a good player too. Two did not practice so far. Uh Tank Dell just had a monster game. He's a short slot type receiver. Not that that's all he can do. He can play a little bit outside. Uh, I think he was a fourth round pick. And he seemed to be like draft Twitter, one of their favorites. I didn't watch, so I I had no opinion on him. But I can tell you that uh, he looks pretty good right now. Uh, He's got good movement ability. And I think he'll be a – that's a bit of a challenge for like a Mike Hilton, you know, a guy that can move like that. Can they get some positive matchup going right there for themselves? With Nico Collins out, what, they're Noah Brown, who just had a big game himself. Ooh, Noah Brown. Yeah, remember him. (laughs) One of those. I'll always Uh, remember him. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. I'm hoping that, you know, Noah Brown doesn't kill them again. But, you know, what a weird guy to have that issue with. But, yeah, he was very good in that Cowboys game. Going to try to see. Who else was out there for receiving, catching the ball for them last week? Uh, well, oh, they still have Dalton Schultz and Robert Woods. Yeah, John Woods Murphy's is looking trending team. towards playing. So, yeah, so it's not a terrible wide receiver unit, even without Nico Collins. Probably not an advantage for them, but they've got. I think Bobby Slovic, I think, is their offensive coordinator. I think he's done a good job. And anytime you're working with a rookie quarterback, being able to get production like that, that's impressive. I. I think highly, pretty highly of the Texans offense. I think of them a little bit similarly to how I thought of the Seattle offense where I'm like, this is a really competent unit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're going to have to actually be on your game to be able to stop them. They did a good job in the red zone of that game. And throughout the game, they they were up and down. But, you know, overall, I thought it was more good than bad. They were the stars. They, They led the charge, especially in that second half, even if they gave up some yards. So can they do that again? And, you know, Josh Allen, he didn't turn the ball over much before the Bengals played him last week, and then he throws a pick. So maybe maybe they can get a pick off CJ Stroud. Not saying it will happen, but he's only thrown one pick this year. I think it's their schedule. I've been looking at I mean, the Ravens game, that was impressive to not throw an interception in that one. Um, they played the I Steelers. Mean, they played Jacksonville. Steelers. The Falcons. I mean, Jesse Bates had a lot of picks on pick on uh, picks on the other highly drafted quarterback in Bryce Young. Um, yeah, Bucks defense isn't at least I don't know their injury situation doesn't seem bad to me on paper. Their offense is what seems bad. So they didn't weirdly didn't have great production against the Panthers last week or two weeks ago. They only yeah. scored 13 points, lost the game as Carolina's only win. No idea how that happened. Only 180 passing or uh, sorry. 
oh goodness, 119 net passing yards, 110 rushing yards, but that's not ideal. So maybe that's a game for well, defense has probably already watched all this, but that'd be a game I, I kind of look like what what caused the issues here? Not that I think the Panthers and Bengals defenses are similar, but just something to look at. You know, they've done a good job of taking the ball away. And this is a team that hasn't turned the ball over much, but the Bengals are second in the league, I believe, in turnovers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if, if they can if they can protect the ball in this game, I mean, hats off to them. I mean, this is a hard defense to do that against. 